Hey, have you ever wondered how the ultra wealthy grow their real estate portfolio so fast and furious? Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept? Learn how you can become your own bank and build out your own real estate portfolio like the pros, like the ultra wealthy. Call Ed Knezovich or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education at 614-648-2440. Learn how to purchase investment real estate without spending a dollar of your own capital through Next Level Continuing Education. 614-648-2440. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. And before we get into this uh, fantastic interview with this fantastic guest, I want to do a shout out to all the Ohio wrestlers that are wrestling in the state finals, consolation finals, um, right now uh, at the three different locations in this very challenging year. Uh, my hat and my heart goes out to you, and uh, congratulations making it to the state tournament again, um, finally, after a very, very tough year. Congratulations to all the Ohio State, uh, State of Ohio wrestlers. In studio, actually not in studio today, I wish he was in studio, but on the phone through Zoom, through my ma the magic of my uh, great producer, Maverick Peters, we have Jesse Porter. Jesse, how are you, man? I'm great. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, excited to talk about some uh, really important, insightful things today. Yeah, we are really excited to have you, Jesse, and I, uh, I just love your story. And you're out of Northern Michigan University still, right? That's correct. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm training out of there. Um, I'm currently at home, you know, because with everything uh, COVID going on, I felt like my training position would be better uh, suited at home. Sure. But I still go for Northern, yeah. Where is home, Jesse? Home for me is upstate New York. I'm born and raised New York native. And, um, you know, I've lived here all my life. That's why I've been training for, uh, you know, Olympic trials coming up here. There's some great wrestling up in upstate New York, uh, Buffalo area, yep. Albany area, um, Rochester. So uh, Rochester's not too upstate, but uh, still some great wrestling coming out of there. Mm -hmm. So, Jesse, uh, you are a four-time U23 world champion. Am I correct in saying that? Mm -mm, not a world champion. I'm a four-time U23 uh, world team member. Big World difference team. there. <laughs> oh, yeah, big difference. My bad. But I'm trying to give you the, the, the props that I can't. Yeah, but um, I'm a, yeah, I'm a four-time World Team member. Um, I'm U23 uh, champion four times as well. So um, kind of at the top of my uh, class here in the United States, as far as the United States goes. Fantastic. And didn't you knock off a year or so ago, or not even a year or so ago, a pretty high-ranked uh, guy from Eastern Europe? Yeah, um, that was about a year ago at the New York AC tournament. I, um, I actually tech-balled a uh, Olympic champion, uh, Davos Stefanik from Serbia. Right. How'd that feel? Oh, it felt pretty good. I mean, like, I, I was – honestly, I'm all, I've always been the wrestler that kind of rises to the occasion. So if I'm going to be wrestling a, um, a better wrestler and I know that he's better, I'm, I'm probably just going to wrestle better, to be honest. I, absolutely. And, um, you know, Jesse, I, I read your story and it's a terrific story. Tell me, you know, what, what, what do you take away from our sport that makes you a, just a better human being? 
That's a great question. So, um, you know, in, in my humble opinion, I believe that wrestling is really one of the greatest sports, if not the greatest sport in the world for learning some of the most important life lessons that you can possibly learn. Um, I think wrestling um, has quite literally made me the person that I am today um, in, in a lot of in a lot of ways, um, especially, you know, the kind of position that I was in with wrestling, um, not really achieving all those big milestones early on, really okay. uh, built the character that I needed um, to be the person that I am today. And um, so I think that, you know, w- with these guys that maybe, um, you know, didn't win a state title or, you know, didn't win Fargo, I think they really should um, you know, think about that, that the lessons that they're learning and the character that they're building is literally invaluable and, and it's priceless. That's fantastic. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, it, everybody, everybody blooms at a different stage in life. And I was listening to uh, uh, yesterday, I had to drive down to the state tournament for division two. We had an alternate, he didn't get in, but it was a good lesson to be learned. He took fifth and I was driving back and I was listening to Howard Stern's interview of Tom Brady. And Tom clearly is a late bloomer in everything he ever did. He said, look, I, I bloomed late in high school. I bloomed late in college. I bloomed late, you know, in, in the pros. He said there were everybody doubted me at some level. And but the beauty of that is he bloomed when nobody else ever bloomed 20 years into his career. And he's, a st- he's still a Super Bowl champ. And I think that that's the beauty, too, of our sport. We can see success sometimes in their late 20s, early 30s. What do you think about that as a, uh, as a mentality of understanding your body, understanding your philosophy, understanding your mentality uh, in regards to that bloom, if you will? Yeah, um, well... To me specifically, um, I like wrestling, and I, I definitely see myself wrestling in the long term. Um, okay. Especially since I focus really um, heavily taking care of my body and making sure that I'm healthy. Right. Um, I think that I'll be around for a while. Uh, I think that is great that we have a sport that we can uh, continue to wrestle for a while, and um, you know, upwards until the 30s. I think that's important for a lot of people to basically retain people in the sport, you know, saying, okay, we have time. Um, and I think that um, lessons in longevity are taught in wrestling that yes. are really important too. I think it's a lot harder to actually take care of your body in wrestling. And because of that, um, you know, some of those fighters, they actually, uh, they get better at taking care of their bodies. Contrary to popular belief, they think, oh, you, you just you know, deteriorate your body, but you actually get better because it's harder. You know, sure. So. Well, look at Daniel Cormier, Cormier, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's a, I mean, he's not a, the, the champ anymore, but he's still doing stuff and he's not, he's not a young buck. And it's, inter- it's interesting, his inspiration. I had Kyvan Gatson on, um, a couple, couple of episodes ago. He was talking about his global approach to his body, his mentality, his spirituality, et cetera. And, you know, he's, uh, he's going, he's making another run at it. And, uh, you know, in that, we have an inspiration. We have a blood time moment, somebody that gives you that aha moment saying, I can do this. And so, Jesse, I'm going to turn it over to you, and I'm going to ask you, who was your inspiration? Was it a, a number of people? Was it one person? What were they said? What was said to you? What was implanted in you to, to say, Jesse Porter can do this? 
Yeah, yeah. So um, I definitely say that for the longest time. I, my number one biggest inspiration has to be my father. Uh, my father's always in my corner, you know, from a very, very young age. He right. put me in the hardest brackets. Um, he, he, he used to bump me up two weight classes and two age groups. Uh, when I first started wrestling, he didn't tell me that he did it either. He just threw me right in there. Right. And he did it consistently, right? I and love he never that. Told, he, never, he never told me that I was actually wrestling people heavier and older. In fact, like, I didn't learn that I was until about a year after I'd been already doing it. Right? <laughs> wow, so, that's crazy. That's awesome, though. So I I just thought that I was really bad. <laughs> oh. So um, so I, I go in and he's like, I'm like, you know, why is everybody so much stronger than me? Why is everybody so much better than me? And he's just like, huh, well, uh, what do you want to do about that? Right? He just uh. asked me that. And I was like, and that for him, that, that one test, that was his test to see like what he was working with. And for me, you know, what I said back when I was only eight years old is I said, you know, I want you to teach me. Sure. Right. Sure. That's kind of started where, you know, instead of like, you know, Oh, it's too hard. I want to quit. I said, I wanted him to teach me. That was just my, even as an eight year old, you know, even at eight years old, that was my mentality. I wanted to get better at things. Sure. You know, well, that's a very impressionable time too. And that those brain, your brain is forming and really imprinting uh, life's life's lessons in second, third, third grade. And, and, and I know that my, my fiancee, soon to be my wife, is a second grade teacher. And so she tells me these stories. And it's amazing what word, you know, that was there a word, was there a moment in your young, young life? And, and let's, let's, before we ask that, what's your dad's name? Uh, my dad's name is, uh, I'm actually a, a junior. So my dad's name is Jesse Porter. Well, we love Jesse, Jesse Senior. We love Jesse Senior because he gave, gave the world Jesse Porter. But in that, in that question, what did he say to you or what did he what did he imprint upon you that now makes you who you are today? Yeah, I think that that was really just um, I think I as a person um, really grew through challenge. Okay. And I think he understood that I grew through challenge. He's just the type of person I was. He continued to challenge me, continued to challenge me, continued to 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 push me to live at the edge, right, of where I think I can't do it, but you actually can, you know? Sure, um, sure. You to, uh, to push me in that respect. And um, and a lot of, lot, of, lot of it was, like I said, it was unaware. I was unaware of it. And um, I, I think that that um, really helped me, you know, especially him putting me, you know, in those higher age groups, higher weight classes early on in those, like, formative years. I think that really helped. Um, I think that his comments are not only him, but, um, you know, um, my, uh, assistant coach, uh, Frank Papalizio, he also okay. uh, had a big impact on me early on because when I, we used to have to turn, uh, report cards, sure. um, early on. Sure. And basically, um, I just didn't know any better when I was in third grade. So I would get like, you know, C's in this class, C's in this class. And he'd be like, what, <laughs> well, what why'd you get this class? Right. Yeah. And I'd be like, what? what's going on? He'd be like, that's like, that's like getting fifth at a tournament. <laughs> I get it. Like, I get it. And he made, he made it aware to me. I was just like, I thought about it. I was like, huh. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even thought about it that way. And so he made that aware uh, or made me more aware of that and kind of um, pushed me to try a little bit harder in my academics as well. Yeah, that's that's a great analogy. And it, it just really, you know, really hits home at a, in a young mind. And that you're, you're, you know, it seems like it was yesterday, right, that he said that to you because it's so fresh in your mind. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, Jesse, I, 
I want to talk to you about what you're what you're doing right now to prepare for the 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 future and the tournaments coming up. So tell me a little bit about what your life is like right now. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's very repetitive, first of all, first sure. and foremost, but like, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm doing all my classes online. So I'm, you know, I'm sitting in front of a computer screen for, for a good portion of the day. Um, right. kind of gotten used to kind of, kind of the life, it's the kind of the COVID lifestyle, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we need to get more I, socialization back in our world, boy, because people <laughs> are really struggling with that. But, yeah. Uh, I yeah, hear you. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of been one of the things I've adopted, uh, and, and then, uh, basically I've been working out consistently and I just recently ramped up my conditioning cause it's getting close to the tournament. Sure. And then, you know, uh, working on my lifting and, and really, really honing in on my technique. And, uh, I think that, um, you know, I think it showed at the last U23, uh, championships because, you know, that guy, um, that I tech mm-hmm. actually pinned me a little while ago um, okay. when, you know, actually training at Northern and, uh, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like some of the things that I've set up here at home that have really given me flexibility have really, really helped me grow. I think that that's really important for me specifically for my training. I do need flexibility in my regimen. I need to be able to do, I think is important. And then I need to be able to work on specific things with my technique. I can't go to a cookie cutter practice and say, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to do this. Yep. Gonna do that. Yeah, just, you got to change it up. I get it. I get it. You got to have some flexibility, but you also have to have some, you know, uh, a, vi- a variety of a variety. I guess is the the, the best term. A variety of ways right. to get to your to your chosen goal, if you will. Yeah, the way I see it is that, like, um, for me, the, the the ideal way to have it is where I'm kind of going out and doing what I need, and the coaches and the resources are there if I need them. Right. Yep. There. Yep need them is really what's been working very well for me lately just like okay all right okay can you come down work on work on this 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 or can you do this um over the phone says this 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 i need this here i need this there right sure and you kind of just name at certain times that's just been you know clicking very well for me well that sounds great well we're going to come back and talk about the the next big event that you're going to be entering in after the break we got to take a break to uh, pay homage to our sponsors we'll be right back with jesse porter this is coach cimarroni for blood time Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com. In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Blood Time want to thank Guy and Gus Seiko and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers, bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com Hey guys, I want to thank Affinity Whole Health and the owner, Brian Zide. He uh, started this company to get you feeling like you were in your prime. You can reach this company at feelgreatcleveland.com, founded obviously by a former wrestler athlete and his partner, who's also a former wrestler and athlete. The whole goal for this is to get you feeling like you're in in your prime, but also uh, helps you with muscle definition and strength, increased libido, increased energy and drive, increased mental acuity, obviously increases your confidence if you get all those, and increases recovery 
recovery time from workouts. If, uh, if you like all those things and you want all those things, check them out at feelgreatcleveland.com. Thank you again, Brian Zide and Affinity Whole Health. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni. We're back uh, with uh, Jesse Porter for Blood Time. Jesse, tell me a little bit about what's coming up. You've got a big tournament coming up, and you've been training for it pretty hard, hot and heavy. So what's happening in your world t- tournament-wise? Yeah, yeah. So I got the last chance qualifier coming up that I have to uh, just win, and that'll be, uh, I think, the, 20, the week of the 26th. Okay. So, um, you know, next year coming up. And, um, you know, I win that tournament and I go on to the trials, which is going to be uh, the following week. So I'll be there for a week, kind of just getting ready for the trials, kind of uh, getting back down to weight and such. Okay. And when I'm ready for that, um, like I said, you know, you win the trials, you go, there's actually, for my weight class, there's another tournament after that. I actually have to qualify the weight. Oh, in, wow. uh, Okay. In um, another country there. So there'll be another qualified tournament for me. And obviously, none of this stuff is a surprise to me. I've I've known him for a long time now. Sure. And um, I saw other guys do it before. I've seen other guys be successful with it before. So it's kind of all just, you know, basic motions for me, just the um, trial process. But that's what I got coming up. That's what I've been training for. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to get ready because, like, I, I've been working on a lot of stuff. I want to try it. So. That's awesome. Well, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a quite a difference between freestyle and Greco. And uh, tell me how, obviously you trained, I'm assuming, in folk and freestyle up until a certain age. What, uh, what had you transition into to the style of Greco? Yeah, well, um, I basically my dad was a Greco guy. Sure. I've always had both resources in Greco. Um, for me, I'm a very logical guy, right? I'm a very logical guy, and I say, well, I have the most resources in Greco world wrestling. Uh, okay. Why would I wrestle in freestyle, right? Okay. Why would I do that? Probably be a lot better in Greco, right? Now, um, there is an argument for freestyle, or even folk style, because, you know, you could, uh, there are a lot more um, resources in different aspects sure. in freestyle, right? Yep. Um, it works with the United States, right? Of course. But for me, I felt like Greco-Roman you know, outside of the United States is actually the most popular style. Yes. You know, it really, yes. it really just is the United States that is, you know, not really about Greco. Right. So, um, so past you know, the United States, um, you can actually get a lot out of this style. So I think that's important to recognize. I also believe that Greco Roman wrestlers are really the most versatile wrestlers because if you notice, Greco-Roman wrestlers, mm-hmm. they can all wrestle folk style and freestyle. Sure. But most style and folk style wrestlers can't wrestle Greco. Absolutely, 100%. It's a hard transition if you're trained in folk, folk style and freestyle to make that transition to Greco. Now, we had a guy locally who was a fantastic folk style wrestler, uh, Harry Lester, four-time state champ here at CVCA, and he made the transition to Greco and represented our team, our, our country at the Olympics a few times, I believe. Yep. Yep. And like, you know, I guess if you ask Terry Lester, you could probably, he'd probably tell you that there was definitely a lot to learn. <laughs> yes. A lot so, to learn. A lot to learn. Yeah. No question about it. What is the biggest thing that you have to learn that, that people have trouble translating or transforming themselves into from one style to the next? Uh, I'd say the biggest thing is the change of pace. 
Okay. Um, I, there's definitely um, a form of exhaustion that comes to never having, never really breaking contact with a man. Right. You know, right. like, there's really not a lot of time that you can break contact. You break contact, you're basically passive, right? You get put down. Yep. So it's raw the whole time, all the way through. Yeah, uh, it's in, it, people in, don't realize how difficult that is to be pushing against another human being. It's it's really insanely exhausting. Exactly. Yeah. You know, sometimes you actually literally can't feel your arms after after matches or often. You know, yep. Yep. and that's and uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that people find when they move over. They're like, "Wow, Jesus Christ, I'm so tired." Like, and um, not only that, there's so much deep technique involved with Greco-Roman. I'd say more so even than like freestyle because there's so many small nuances that you actually have to be good at sure. in order to have to maintain good position. Because you have to maintain good position the entire match. Right. You, you come out for one second and you're going to get scored on. Yep. So, yep. That, that, and that's a, that's a, that's a form of coaching that I'm a big believer in and have been, I have, a, I've turned it, termed it economy of motion. I want to be in the absolute best position with the least amount of effort. And if you're not, you're going to be completely exhausted within, you know, a short period of time. So I think Greco literally personifies that as a, as a definition of economy of motion. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, sure. so when you do that, you know, you get into, to, to the best position Heck, you could probably translate that to freestyle and folk style, and they, you, you can improve any freestyle and folk style wrestler if they would just pay attention to that. Yep, absolutely. So, with this happening with you, you're you're a young man, um, and you know I was just again re- referencing the Tom Brady uh, interview with with Stern. You know, he said he never had a plan B, and I know that you don't have a plan B right now. But our sport does not really afford us to be able to retire financially like a Tom Brady <laughs> or a Michael Jordan or a Jim Brown or anybody of the, that nature that was so great in the sport of their, ch- of their chosen profession. What do you, what do you see yourself doing 10, 15, 20 years from now with the life lessons that you've learned from our great sport uh, in the real world at large? Yeah, this is a great question. I, I was really excited for this one. So um, cool. basically I'm totally aware, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, wrestling doesn't really have the same financial backing as other sports. Um, I've looked at that very often, and I've actually created. I wanted to give a shout out to my page. I've actually created a page called Wrestlers in Science. Awesome. On Instagram. Awesome. And basically, see, I've I've been a, I've been a finance nut for a little while now, just because I feel like it's a good thing to get into when you're in a sport that doesn't really support uh, you that in that, in that right, way. So right. Exactly. I like minds like myself that want to either you know um you know want to still be uh in a good financial position and want to continue to wrestle you know yep want to continue to wrestle in a good financial position if, if you're anybody listening to this podcast right now and that sounds like you then you should follow that page because you know i talk about um finances i talk about anything from like trading cryptocurrency um blockchain all kinds of different things um sure in that in that space i'm trying to build a community there of basically financially literate wrestlers. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, And I think that for me, uh, going forward, my plan B is going to be somewhere along that lines where, you know, uh, with my community, we kind of 
figure this out together, you know, yep. figure this out. Okay. One of the things we're going to be talking about a lot on, on my page in the community is how to make wrestling a profitable skill. Excellent. Right. Excellent. Because there in, in our society, like in, in our day, like we are kind of just blessed to be born in the time that we are. There's so many different opportunities for us to actually take skills and make them profitable. Absolutely. Right. 100%. 100%. So that's really what we're going to be discussing on these pages is like, okay, how do we take the skill of wrestling and make it profitable? Yeah. How do we do that? Right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways. Like right now, what I'm doing is I'm just growing it on social media. Um, taking moves that I do and making highlight clips, posting them to TikTok, you know, okay. uh, things that that's where I start. Right. Yeah. But that's where we start getting the discussion going, you know? Sure. I love this. And, uh, you're preaching to the choir because, um, two of my last three guests or four guests, one was Yoshi Nakamura. He runs Naka Capital and he's huge in the crypto. Uh, he was a two-time state champ from St. Ed's as well as a two-time All-American at Penn and was a Wharton, uh, Wharton MBA graduate. So uh, he believes in that wholeheartedly. Gene Zanetti and the wrestling mindset and the success of wrestlers, he's now translating this into the business world and getting uh, a fantastic uh, winning mindset which, which is his new new program. And then third, with, a, with a, about four or five former wrestlers of mine or guys I coached against, back in 2010, Jesse, we started Wrestlers in Business Network. And it was an idea from Gabonet Aaron Grossman with Tim Cortad, myself, Jason Effner, uh, Matt Delguide, Nick Delguide, and, uh, uh, and a few other guys. And what we did was we created a Facebook group, and now it's 35,000 members across the country and, and uh, Canada. So it's a brilliant idea. We have done it. We support that. And we can't wait to see what you're going to do. Not necessarily in plan B, but as you evolve, evolve as a fully formed adult. I love it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, um, I follow those, um, those pages closely as well. I've seen what you guys are doing. Very similar. Like, I think that um, we get more people in this space kind of you know, back and behind it, I think we can do some really uh, monumental things. Like, um, I know I moved to Reddit recently, or I've created my Reddit community recently because okay. Reddit recently has been um, like huge for actually creating these organizations, these communities that can do these uh, great things, right? Sure. I'm sure you've heard of oh, yeah. uh, Wall Street. Oh, yeah. With GameStop yeah. and AMC and. Uh, BlackBerry and all that, but particularly GameStop still still doing their thing. So yeah, I get it. Wall Street uh, on uh, Reddit, no question about it. Exactly, and you know all they were was you know exactly what I'm trying to do now is they just uh, created a community on Reddit and people got together, got connected, and over a um, you know a common goal, mm-hmm. and they they achieved that goal. Yeah, the financial literacy is fantastic, and I love that positioning that you're doing as as you evolve and uh I, i'm I'm, ex- I'm excited for you jesse for the near future but also for the long-term future because you're a heck of a dude man thanks appreciate it absolutely well you keep doing this good luck with your upcoming qualification we expect you to be back on the world stage soon and good luck with wrestlers in finance on instagram and other social media platforms and Jesse, just good luck to you, man. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be on here.
Absolutely, Jesse. Jesse Porter from Northern Michigan University in upstate New York, our Greco-Roman hopeful for the world teams again this year. Uh, this is Coach Cimarroni. Love to all. Thank you so much, and stay safe. And, again, good luck to the wrestlers in the state of Ohio today at the state tournament. We are all blood. This is Coach Cimarroni. I trust you are well and about to emerge after this most challenging of years. In all that we have collectively been through, we can still find that silver lining. That said, it is my pleasure and honor to announce a rekindling and reconnection to my long-time and good friends at the Montrose Auto Group. Mike Thompson, Chris Mills, and the incredible staff at Montrose Westside have afforded me and Razor, my company, an opportunity to present the outstanding lineup of high-quality vehicles in their stable. Jaguars, Range Rovers, Volvos, and a bevy of high-quality pre-owned vehicles are at our and your disposal. I look forward to being of service to you and your family, friends, company, and associates at your request and direction. Let's get together soon to discover how we may be a solution to your driving requirements and desires. Thanks so much, and talk soon. This is Coach Cimarroni for the Montrose Auto Group's West Side Store. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.